Hey folks, it's Carl at Sterling Health and Fitness. Thanks for tuning in. So I'm really excited to have a very special guest with me today. I met this gentleman in Phoenix, Arizona over the summer, and I've been following him for quite some time. He's doing some amazing things. He is the president of Global Bodyweight Training and the creator of Animal Flow, and it's my honor and my privilege to introduce my special guest, Mike Fitch. Mike, thank you for joining me. It's, it's great to have you on my program. How are you doing? Oh, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. I'm doing really well, and uh, it's good to see you again. Um, we first met at the Optima event, so I'm glad that we got to get together and make this happen and catch up on a few things. So thanks for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure, and thank you. And uh, glad we were able to meet up, too, because I know you've been traveling the globe. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on in your world. And in fact, um, you know, I want to start off actually with a question for you about um, the whole animal flow concept and how did you get started with this? You know, I, I we first launched Animal Flow uh, about four years ago, and the original concept started almost five years ago. I've been in the fitness industry since I was about 19 years old. And started off with some really great mentors, started off with a great company that put a ton of information or, or a ton of funding into information for the trainers, so building a really fantastic base of tra personal trainers. And so I was lucky to start with a team where there was a major emphasis put on continuing education. And so from a very young age, I was really able to geek out on a bunch of different styles of training, different philosophies, different approaches. And that really kind of inspired me throughout my journey. And so I really got into all types of different training styles. So, you know, explored Olympic lifting, explored kettlebells, um, sports-specific training. I became a medical exercise specialist, really looking at pre- and post-rehab Anything that I could get my hands on and how it related to the health and fitness industry, I was into it. I found myself where most guys do, some women do as well, where I was just lifting a ton of weights. And I was really in a phase where I was focusing on strength and hypertrophy. And I just wanted to be as big as I could be and as strong as I could be. And I was about 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And I just, yeah, and I just, I got to tell you, I just, felt awful. I wasn't moving well. I knew that I was way too young to feel that old. You know, as much as I knew about proper programming and periodization, I just didn't feel good in my body. And I was like, man, surely I'm not working out to feel this way. Yeah, right. So that's pretty interesting. So I start. Yeah, and I really like that idea of to train to last and that idea of you know, I want to train today for the person that I want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. So all those things really started to make sense to me. And so I did the exact opposite of what I was doing. I put down the weights and started exploring only body weight disciplines. So at 30 years old, I got into gymnastics, which was a very humbling experience. But that led to parkour, so I was learning the coolest things. Uh, there's a really great parkour gym here in Miami called Miami Free Running, and so I joined the team there and learned how to run up walls and do backflips and, and do some pretty cool things that I thought I, I never thought that I would have the ability to do. 
But that, again, that really inspired me and ignited my desire to learn more and figure out what I could do with my body. So I got into some circus arts classes, really got into hand balancing, really got into break dancing, uh, which was a huge part of the animal flow component. But I'll get back to that in a couple moments. So I started noticing with all these disciplines that I was exploring, one, I noticed that I was not nearly as athletic as I thought that I was, even after all of these years of training, I didn't really know how to use my body that well. And especially when I was in this kind of new learning environment where I was challenged with picking up new skills, I was like, man, I'm, I'm a motor moron. I can't put these pieces together. You know, I'm good at lifting things. I know how to lift objects, pick them up and put them back down. But whenever I start really getting into integrated movement, I was, I was pretty shocked at how long it took me to learn kind of how how to maneuver my own self through these different environments. So it it exposed a lot of weaknesses in my abilities, and I thought, man, there's something here, and this is a great challenge for me to learn how to use this vessel that I'm in. So I was totally inspired, and I was totally broken down as far as my ego goes. So I noticed a couple of things in all those different disciplines. One is... A lot of them used animal components. A lot of them used some sort of crawling locomotive patterns for either their conditioning or for their warm-up or just to kind of, you know, um, for part of their traversing the, the obstacles like in parkour. So the animal component kind of showed up in all these different disciplines. And I'm always the first one to say I didn't create animal movements. They've been around for literally thousands of years. All I did was take some of those animal components and figure out how we could get the most out of them to improve the function of the human animal. So going back on all the experience that I had, looking at kind of mechanics of the body, I was able to say, okay, how can we tweak these basic animal movements, and we call them the ABCs of animal movements and animal flow, ape, beast, crab. So things that people have been doing forever, how can we get very meticulous and detailed about the way that they work to improve the function of the human animal, whether that means that how it moves or to help correct postural distortions or help motor sequencing, how can we use those animal movements which are so potent? So that was one part of it, but then also in all these other disciplines, there was always some sort of flow component. So whether that was like a run and parkour or um, a set or, you know, a routine, there's always some sort of flow component. And there's flow in everything. There's flow in everything that we do. So, but I like that idea of what we call movement windows in animal flow. So seeing, okay, if there's this opportunity or there's this movement opportunity, what can I do here? Can I put my hand through it? Can I take my leg through it? Can I rotate through it? So we kind of look at what are these movement windows and how can we integrate energy or motion from one position to the next. So I was dealing with all these concepts and I was so inspired and I just started spending hours and hours and hours on the floor figuring out how to put the pieces together. And what came out of that was the animal flow. So it was a really, really exciting time, and I tell everyone, it took about three months for me to put the entire program together, and it's literally taken me every single day since to learn it, and I'm still very much a student of this discipline that I helped create, but it's, it's, it's such a fantastic teacher, and like I said, I learn more about it every time that I practice and every time that I teach a workshop, so it's been exciting. So anyway, so that was part of the animal flow. 
But to take a step back even further, in going into all these different bodyweight disciplines, I was thinking, you know, I thought to myself, wow, there's a lot of trainers out there who could probably benefit from learning how to use just their own body weight for some exercise. Because I noticed that as trainers and as fitness professionals, sometimes we're so quick to add load to somebody's body when we haven't even allowed them to experience their own load that they're under on a day-to-day basis. So really looking at that and saying, okay, can someone manage their own load or their own body? And looking at that from a view of saying, well, can they actually own that exercise or, or do they earn the right to do that exercise before we actually load them? And so just that concept really resonated with me. It was something I wanted to share with other people. And so I started a company called Global Bodyweight Training. And that was the first product, or that was the first thing that we launched. And it was just a website with different tutorials on bodyweight exercises. And there was everything from very basic beginner exercises more all the way to intermediate and some advanced exercises. But that was the concept, just put out free tutorials to where people could figure out learn how to do some cool bodyweight exercises that they may actually substitute in versus um, some loaded exercises if you're a fitness professional or if you're a bodyweight enthusiast and you want to look or you want to find out a good place to start. So that was the concept behind global bodyweight training. Then animal flow was kind of the movement component of the bodyweight training system that we started to design. And so Animal Flow took a life of its own, and we started, we released the first Animal Flow DVD about four years ago, and we started teaching workshops, certification workshops in the Animal Flow um, within, I don't know, let's say four or five months after releasing the first DVD. So we've kind of been able to see these two companies, Global Bodyweight Training and Animal Flow, they are two separate entities, but they both point back at each other. So that's kind of what I've been working on over the past five years, traveling, uh, spreading some of the knowledge that I've been able to pick up, and it's just, man, it's been a whirlwind. So that's where this whole thing started. Uh, that's really cool. So what, what's interesting, too, is what you're talking about, um, going back a little bit, I was in a period a while back where I was lifting. Um, and I have to tell you, I also felt awful. So I transitioned into it at a different level than what uh, you're teaching, but I'm learning. But, oh, by the way, thank you for the Animal Flow videos, because I've been watching those and actually trying a few things. These are doable. Because you know, when you see the uh, uh, somebody doing this, these beautiful movements like you do, and so many people who you're posting, it's highly to me. It's highly inspiring. But trying to figure it out is like, well, I don't really know how I would ever do that. But and this is going to bring me into the release of Animal Flow 2.0 in a second. Is mm-hmm. these are broken down to teach us how to get there, which I love. So I started practicing. And uh, going back a little bit, when I started doing more body weight exercise, I just felt better. You know, I in talking with people like, you know, uh, Dr. Perry Nicholson, um, Dr. Emily Splitko, a lot of different people I've, I've learned over the years. Um, human, the movement is, is like such a key component because we need to keep moving every day. And I feel better when I move better, not when I'm all yeah. jacked up. <laughs> And that's just me, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody else 
it's going to feel the same way, but I'm, uh, I'm feeling better doing body weight stuff much more than when I was lifting. So let's get into talking about this new video series that just came out, which just was released recently, Animal Flow 2.0, which I have to say, I haven't gone through all of them yet, but I've been through a lot, just watching and then practicing um, some of the things, and this is awesome. Great, man. Thank you so much. And you, you brought up a couple of really interesting points. One of them is it's doable. And that was one of the things that we really wanted to share with other people is, look, there are a lot of show-off videos out there. And whether that's in calisthenics or whether that's in animal flow or some of the other movement programs to where you see some of these things and having, let's say if you're, you're just someone who's just starting on their fitness journey or is looking to change their focus from weight training into something that's more skill based and you see these things and it's just like, man, that's, that looks really cool, but can I do that? I don't know that I can do that or where do I start? And that's a big thing that we're trying to spread with the animal flow videos and with the other program that we have coming up that we'll talk more about. But with the animal flow is we really want everyone to understand that with the video or if you come to one of the certifications, if you're a fitness professional, we always show the most regress variation of any of these exercises and we show you how to build a foundation. So we're really laying that groundwork for movement. And part of that is some of the activation stuff that you know from the video, then just some of the traveling forms, some of what we call the form-specific stretches. So we're really inviting you back inside of your body and making you conscious with your movement and making you accountable for your movement. The really fancy, flashy stuff comes later. And that, that can, we, you can get into some of the most basic things and it looks really beautiful and it looks really cool because it is integrated movement. But some of the things that, that I, I, I post and some of the things that some of our instructors post, yeah, it almost looks, it almost looks like it's too much. But all that is, is it's all of these little components that we've learned and we've practiced and practiced and practiced, and then we start to put them together in these cohesive flows. And in the animal flow, we always talk about this transfer of energy and trying to make this seamless, fluid, integrated transfer of energy. And what you're seeing with some of those more advanced movement flows is you're seeing just how smooth some of those transfers can be. Sometimes they're fast. Sometimes we change tempo. Sometimes they're very slow. We do something called how slow can you flow. So we're always experimenting with that transition of energy. But that's the concept is that before you can get to some of those advanced things, you have to really build a foundation for movement. And you mentioned earlier when we were talking about loaded training versus bodyweight training, how you may feel so much better in bodyweight training. And I'm a firm believer of that's a, that part, excuse me, partially the reason for that is, is because whenever we're doing loaded training, our focus is always on the object. So my focus is on this external object where I need to pick this up, move it over here, set it down, lift it, snatch it, do whatever I need to do with this object, which is great and it definitely has its place. 
But the thing with body weight training, and especially with like the animal flow or any movement focused program, is that you have to bring your attention internal, and you have to bring your attention back to your own body, and that changes the entire conversation because now you have to be completely dialed in to how your body's moving, how it's communicating, how you're experiencing your body, and that changes everything. And so to take someone and say, okay, now we're going to do an hour of animal flow and you got to do all these crazy movements and, and they're super fast and that's, that's not setting someone up for success. That's setting someone up for defeat. Also, as you know, if you haven't built a foundation for some of these faster movements, then you may find that you don't have the foundations and you may be setting yourself up for injury as well. So we're always, I'm a huge advocate of saying, let's go back, let's build a foundation and make it really smooth because as you know, smooth becomes fast later on. But if we just try to go too far and start doing these really kind of funky, cool looking things, a lot of times we're not ready for them yet. And all those big movements and big flows that we put out, those are all just these foundational components just put together in a much more fluid format. So that's really what we try to do in the animal flow is say, okay, look, we'll eventually get to that really cool part of this, but we want to first build a foundation. And there's so much good stuff in just building the foundation. So in 2.0, I want to talk about 2.0 really quickly. The difference between 2.0 and the actual first original animal flow DVD is we put out the animal flow DVD four years ago, like I had mentioned, and luckily the program has evolved since then, and it's gotten better, it's gotten cleaner. I've had the opportunity to teach almost 2,000 attendees in the workshops, so I've had my practice in figuring out how to streamline the information and make it very clear and cohesive, so I wanted to bring that to the new video and say, look, guys, the program's evolved since we first put it out. Here's a new version of it. It doesn't mean that it's all new moves. It just means that the moves have gotten better. It means that I've been able to, I've figured out how to communicate them and much more clearer. And we have also added some new functions to the overall video, which is pretty cool. So we have added a couple of new movements. We've gone back, cleaned up some of the older movements, but also we've added 20 new flows. And so if you're familiar with animal flow, the flows are the actual integrated movement part of animal flow. So if we look at the flow component, that's where we take these different, like we call them switches and transitions or form specific stretches, and we start building our flows. If you're not familiar with the program, those are just a bunch of words that don't mean anything, but just think about it as these components, these building blocks that we're using to build our flows. So we offer or we we added 20 new flows to this Animal Flow 2.0 that you can follow along. You can actually follow the video, and in each video, it's either myself doing the flows or our master instructors. We have some incredible master instructors all, all over the world, which one of them you recently interviewed, Chris Flo. He's the man. So we have our master instructors performing these flows, and then you have the audio voiceover of myself calling them out. So you can actually hear it because in animal flow, there's also the language portion of it. So the cool thing about animal flow language is that it's universal. So we usually say, okay, left leg under switch, right leg side kick through. So we use this very kind of coded language that goes with the movements. So that way, either if you're with someone else who knows animal flow, they can call out the movements and you can move along with them. So they can kind of be your, your Simon Says guide that allows you to move however they want you to and then you react to their call out. 
or we design a flow like like in the Animal Flow 2.0 to where I'm calling out the movements. You can see the movements on the screen, and then you can move along with them. The other part of that that's so cool is we also included the MP4 audio downloads of those exact flows. So once you learn them, you can take them to the park, you can throw in your headphones, you can take them to the gym, and you can just listen to the call-out and work out, do your flow with the call-out without having to be looking at your video. So we kind of added these cool new bonus, um, um, uh, you know, toys and tools to the Animal Flow 2.0. But overall, it's just, it's just, refined it's polished it's we're super proud of it so we've had a great response so far and we're just so happy to to put it out and say this is animal flow this is what the pro the program really needed to be this is what it meant to be four years ago but luckily i needed the time to continue to refine it and build it and here it is it will continue to evolve as we as as it gets better and better, but these foundational components are never going to change again. They're going to be the same. Well, I can see why you've gotten a good response from it because as I go through the videos, um, the cueing is really, really precise. It's really good. It's very easy to understand. Plus, you're watching, so you can see the videos. You can watch the move while you're doing the call-out. And... Um, I think what blows my mind about it, especially for me, because I'm not known for my flexibility, for example. It's an area I'm working on just physically. I always feel, even with all the corrective exercise stuff I know when I teach and all that, and the myofascial release and the static stretching and whatever it is we do, I mean, I'm way better than I used to be, but I'm finding that these movements are actually helping me. I feel like I'm gaining some flexibility here, but what blows my mind more than anything is how you've broken it down, right down to, like, I'll, I'll call it um, Animal Flow 101 of sorts, because it starts you from the, the very beginning, and it's doable. You've broken it down, and it is doable. And I'm really excited about that, because now it gives me hope that I can do something halfway flashy in a few months. <laughs> I, I, I want to do this. I want to do something that looks really cool and post a video. Just And it's not because of my ego or anything. It's just because I want to show, like I always do for people, is you can do, there are things you can do that you don't, you, you may think you'll never be able to do them, but if you have a good instructor, like you, a great instructor, you can get there. So, it's an amazing program. I'm really, uh, I love the program. Oh, thank you. And, you know, and that's, you, you hit the nail on the head, which is, we like to communicate it as skill acquisition. And the bragging rights have changed so much more so now, where maybe before it was like, oh man, how much can you bench? You know, now it's kind of changed the conversation to where it's what can you do? You know, what can you do with your body? And we're seeing that more and more and more as people want to acquire new abilities. So whether that's learning how to do a handstand, maybe it's uh, completing an adventure race, but people want to learn how to do things with their bodies. And animal flow really lends itself to that because it is this systematic approach to, to learning movement and then how do you put those pieces together? And it's so visual. That's the thing. It's so visual. And so if you're in a gym and you're doing animal flow, 
people always look at you at first and they're kind of like, you know, what the what the heck's that guy doing? But then they always want to come and talk to you afterwards and say, you know, what are you doing? What is that? One, because it really sparks their interest. Because if you're at a gym or, or if you're at a park or whatever, you see these kind of these same uniform movements all the time. And then when you see someone doing something completely different, it kind of breaks the mold. And at first, your eye catches it, and it's like, man, that's that's off, or that's weird, or that's whatever, whatever your initial reaction is. But then once you come back to it, you're like, man, there's something there. There's something there that looks cool that I want to learn. And we've really been spreading that and building upon that with the Animal Flow program and saying, look, you can do these things. We just have to start here, and then you start to put the pieces together. And before you know it, you can, you know, some of our Animal Flow instructors, they teach classes so they'll teach like a group fitness class and you can take someone literally in one class and by the end of the class they're doing a flow that they didn't realize that they could do walking into the class and I think that's just such you know that's such a highlight in body weight training or skill acquisition for me is the idea that something that seemed absolutely unattainable to you at one point with enough consistency will eventually be your warm-up and I love that idea. I love that concept because it really does go back to that, to just the, the, the basics of exercise, which is, you know, gradual progressive overload, specific adaptations to impose demands, all of those things that are, are basically just fancy ways of saying that our body loves to adapt to any consistent challenge. And that's why we're here, and that's why we continue to evolve, and that's why we do get benefit from exercise is because of that theory and our body's ability to do that. And so giving it these very bite-sized pieces, these bite-sized challenges that you can step up to and that your body can adapt to, and you do that on a consistent timeline, and then you add in a little bit more challenging movements, and then before you know it, you start putting the pieces together, and you're like, wow. I have this thing. I've been building this thing, and now I get to put it all together. It's very much that wax on, wax off, karate kid approach. It's where you don't realize what you're building until you start putting the pieces together, and then now you have this very, very beautiful, very visual, integrated piece of movement. Yeah, it's really amazing. Um, I'm going to digress for one second because you've been posting some things that um, I find are very, very helpful, things I never would have thought of. For uh, some of these are specific to my clients. Uh, for example, the new one I'm using that's, that I started last week after I saw you posting was, I don't know the name of it, but it's a push-up regression. You've been having, you actually teach regression classes, I know. And what I think is really cool is, you know, typically uh, if somebody can't do a push-up, you know, from regular push-up position, they'll drop to the knees and push up and down from the knees. But you have this one you posted last week, which is, so you start in the uh, high plank position, you come down, you're on your toes, drop to the knees, and push up. And that is like the coolest regression. It's kind of like halfway between the normal regression and an actual push-up. And I have all my clients who have been uh, doing it from the knees, all of them of them have progressed now to this, you know, be on the toes, come down, and come up on the knees. So thank you for that, by the way, because that's a really great progression to get to the actual push-up. Oh, man, that's that's so cool. I'm so glad that you're using that. And, you know, it's... 
I, I teach a lot about body weight training, and with the body weight training, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but, you know, we see so many things where we're like, we call them pinnacle exercises. So one of the programs that we have coming out January 1st is a, is a program called the Bodyweight Athlete Program, and that's where we look at these big pinnacle calisthenics exercises, right? So we're looking at human flag where, you know, that's where you're hanging onto a bar, side completely horizontal. We're looking at a strict ring muscle up. We're looking at a freestanding handstand push up. We're looking at pistol squats. So we're looking at these very advanced pinnacle exercises. But the thing is, what most people have the tendency to do is they're like, man, I want to learn how to do that thing. So I'm just going to go try and do that thing. And once they try it, they realize that they can't do it. And they haven't built the foundation for it. And so one approach and one that has worked from time to time is you just get really persistent on doing that exercise and maybe eventually you might get it. And that's on a long enough timeline, maybe you'll get it. But the thing is, is that you haven't built the foundation for it and now your risk of getting injured trying that thing may be very high. What we do is we look at what is the most regressed variation of this exercise. So if my eventual goal is a freestanding handstand push-up, what is the most regressed variation of a handstand push-up? And you start everyone there. Then what you do is you begin to progress as they've proven, okay, and I, I always like to say, I mentioned this earlier, but I always like to say once they've proven to us that they earn the right to perform that exercise because in my mind, we're always practicing an exercise. We never own an exercise. So we're always working towards being better at any particular exercise. So I try to stay away from that, that term owning an exercise. So what we always say is, you know, have you earned the right to practice that particular exercise? And so as you're watching someone go through these progressions, they have to show you that, yeah, they've nailed that progression. Now it's time to move on to the next one. Or no, they haven't hit that one yet. So they need to stay there or take a one step regression. So knowing what all of those very small progressions are leading up to these pinnacle exercises is one of the most powerful ways that we look at body weight training. And I actually had a very, a very intimate uh, relationship with how that works because, and a lot of people don't know this, um, this is something I'm just starting to talk about now, but over a year ago, I had a very serious cervical injury to where it was kind of diagnosed in, as, as a couple different things. One was a, a disc herniation in my cervical, cervical spine. Another was a degenerative disc issue. But what it was doing, it was, it was causing a nerve root impingement and it shut down Almost, if I were to take a marker and draw from my left clavicle, draw down all the way around my rib cage and then back up the other side, it turned off my pec, my lat, my tricep, my subscap, my internal external obliques on that side. It turned off everything. And I was still on the road. I was still on the road demoing. I was still on the road teaching and just kind of keeping it to myself that I had this major dysfunction going on and I would just know how to work around it. But what I had to do is I had to go back and relearn my programs. So I had to go back and relearn how to crawl again. I had to go back and relearn how to do a push-up. I had to go back and relearn how to do a pull-up and relearn how to do all of these things that I would just take for granted at this point. You know, and so I had to 
go back and in a very personal way figure out every single progression and regression and experience each one of those. And so that that was really what what became the basis for the bodyweight athlete program is, you know, how do we assess your current ability in one of what we call these pinnacle lines? So, you know, let's say in the handstand push-up pinnacle line, how do we assess your current ability in that particular line? Then give you a systematic approach to say, okay, this is where you're at right now. This is what regression you need to be working on. And then with time, with consistency, you will eventually get here. But the idea is that it's not about getting there. It's about the entire journey there. It's about about earning every single progression along the way. And it may take 10 years. It may take a year. But that allows us to change the conversation of what are you willing to put in to acquire a specific goal. And that's that's the most enticing thing about bodyweight training for me is being able to say, man, I've come this far and I've uh, and I've I've acknowledged every single step of the way. And so I had to do that with my own body. I've had to do that watching and sharing this information with people all over the world is saying, look, just because you're not there Yet, or in my case, I'm no longer there, even though I was once there and had to go back and build up. This is where you are today. And this is where we're meeting you where you are today. Now, here's a systematic approach on how we're going to get you there. But are you willing to put that time into acquiring this skill? Because as you know, especially now, we want everything now. We want immediate gratification. So it allows us to have this conversation where it's like, man, are you willing to put in 10 years to get to this point. But then also, are you willing to put in that time to be that much better at experiencing your body? Because let's face it, when you were 70 years old, we won't remember benching 300 pounds, and that may not do anything for our functionality at 70 years old. But if we put in this time to mastering our body, that's going to pay off in a lifetime. So as we experience life in our vessels, the one thing that we truly have the rest of our lives, becoming that much better at it. And so that's why the regressions, the progressions are so important to me. And that's why it's something that's so easy to share with people like on on Instagram, you know, and that's something I've been really focused on lately is putting out these little 15 second clips on some kind of, you know, some, some, some creative ways that may be a regress form of an exercise that you're very used to or maybe a progress form of an exercise. So like the one that you're talking about, what we call um, a full body eccentric bent knee concentric is a prime example of that. And that's where it lends itself to these kind of basics of bodyweight training where I always talk about, okay, in calisthenics or bodyweight training, there's all these variables that we can manipulate. Like one of them is your leverage or your resistance arm. So can we change your leverage or resistance arm to help change the percentage of your body load that you're working with? Because if we take away all the external loads, all the tools, tools, toys, and everything else, and all you have is your 180 pounds or whatever it may be, then how can we manipulate your body to take either a higher percentage of that 180 
pounds in a particular pattern or a lower percentage of that 180 pounds in a particular pattern. So we can always manipulate the body. We can change its place in space. Also, we can look at things, different tools like taking the eccentric load or the negative load. And so negative training is a huge part of body weight training, again, because most people know or may not know that we're, we're roughly 1.75% stronger in eccentric loads or negative loads than we are in positive or concentric loads. So why don't we use that to our advantage and train eccentrically, and eventually that strength will carry over to the positive. So just those little, those little factors of how we can manipulate either variations, regressions, progressions, or manipulate those variables within each exercise, like tempo, like leverage, like uh, moving to more unilateral movements or focusing on the negative. So there's just so much there. There's so much there that goes well beyond what we think of as just basic body weight training. Yeah, that's really cool. You had a nice one on pull-ups here maybe a day or two ago, to, uh, which is a really nice way to uh, regress so that you can progress. I, I, I've been watching all these things. They're great. And the other thing I like that you said, too, and um, being the age that I'm at, 54, is, you know, I remember in my 30s when I was benching. Benching was very important to me because that's what benching was when I was 20 to 30s, you know. <laughs> And as I get older, it's like, you know, it's, it's actually it's what happens with a lot of the clients. I happen to have mostly baby boomer clients. That's, that's the demographic that I just happen to be uh, mostly training and working with. And the first thing that these people are looking to preserve, if you will, is their quality of life, when it, especially when it comes to movement. They want to be able to move better. They want to be able to walk better sit down better, stand up better. They so so movement is huge. Bench press, they could care less about that. You know, it's it's all about um, you know, some of them are more in their sixties. So they're you know, seventy for them is a few years away. For me it's sixteen years. But when I am seventy, I plan on being a badass. I'm gonna move well. <laughs> better than I do now, because now I'm moving better than I ever have, but this is a progression that I always want to be moving forward with, and um, I know that uh, I, what I'm trying to say basically is I know I, I feel better when I move better. The things that mm. you teach, what you're teaching, what you're putting out there helps a lot, and I appreciate that a lot. And you know, our society is... Um, our population has very large uh, baby boomer components, and it's getting bigger every year. And there's about a 20, 30-year uh, time period ahead of us where that is going to be a very large part of our population, and they're going to be wanting to move. So, you know, what you're doing here are things that uh, I think trainers should take note. Trainers should take note in looking into animal flow global body weight training because there are things you can take from this, learn it for yourself, teach to whoever, um, in whatever levels, but also help your, uh, I have to say baby boomers because it's who I work with mostly. They appreciate any, even the most basic level of any of this, they really appreciate because it helps them. 
And actually, that gets me into another thing I wanted to ask you is about a hashtag that you're using called What Makes You Move. Can you um, tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, so the What Makes You Move project is something that we started about, I don't know, eight or nine months ago. Um, and the whole idea behind it is the biggest thing in in fitness right now is movements and it's body weight training and it's it's funny because it's ironic that the oldest styles of exercise the oldest styles of human attributes are now kind of the new thing in fitness but you know i I think it's also a very cool thing that we're seeing this whole full circle aspect of of how our understanding of the body has progressed and just building upon what you said, you know, look, as we get older, we see just how much we need to move and just how much lack of movement has affected our bodies. And so if we can inspire someone to be a better mover longer, then that's going to drastically improve their quality of life for the rest of their life. And I'm a huge advocate of that, that idea and that philosophy of, look, we have one body Every day that we spend in it, we need to be that much better at it. So we need to learn how it works and learn how to use it. And that concept of, you know, just as we get older, it's okay to break down. I think that's total BS. I think that every day that we spend in our body, we need to be better. Just like you said, as when you're 70, you want to be a badass. Well, I'm, I'm the same way. When I'm 70, I want to, I want to levitate. You know, like it's, it's that, that whole concept of I just want to get better and better and better. And so, I think with with that gives us the opportunity to really continue to encourage other people to get into movement disciplines and or continue to really feed whatever it is that they're into. And so we started this hashtag called What Makes You Move. And so if you're listening to this and you're on any social media, just hashtag that, What Makes You Move. And you can go and search that, and there are just – thousands and thousands of videos of people doing really amazing things with their bodies. And it can be the most simple thing or it can be the most extraordinary feat of movement. But there's just people expressing how they feel through movement, showing what they can do. And I honestly go every single morning before I start my workouts and I go and look at that hashtag and I'm just like, Man, I'm blown away at how cool it is and how people are really experiencing their bodies and just how it's really inspiring others to continue to do the same thing. And it may be dance, it may be capoeira, it may be yoga, it may be weight training, it may be Olympic lifts, it may be someone just jamming out to their favorite song that day in their car. It can be anything. But we started that with the intention to inspire other people to move and to just share their movement with other people. And there's no right, there's no wrong. And that's what really intrigues me the, the most is that concept that there's there's no right, there's no wrong in movement. You know, in animal flow, we do movements a specific way. In the bodyweight athlete, we do movements a specific way, but it doesn't make them right. It doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them different from maybe another discipline that does some similar movements. So we like that idea that, that, you know, without getting too caught up on what's good or bad movement, just the idea that we want to inspire people to move and to experience their body and to be conscious of their body and to be accountable for their movements and to encourage themselves to get better at it, to just get better at moving. 
And I think if we encourage that and continue to watch that build on a global scale, then we're really hardwiring into people that they need to never stop moving. I love that. And while you were saying that, I didn't miss anything, but I was checking on my phone here. 4,331 posts under that hashtag as of right now. So, wow, that's a lot of posts. That Literally, there are thousands of posts under what makes you move. That's, I'm going to be checking that out now. Yeah, and, and we started, I mean, that started eight months ago, I think. I think that's when I first posted the What Makes You Move Challenge. And that so that shows the power of social media, but also just the power of how inspiring something like that to where there's there's no other reason for it than just to just to watch people move. You know, there's there's no product behind it, there's no there's there's no underlying mean for it. It's just man, inspire movement, inspire other people to movement and get joy and happiness out of it. Yeah, that is so cool. Wow, it's just you know, when I uh, met you in Phoenix, we really only had a, a, a very brief time to talk, but um, you know, if you don't mind me saying, your your energy is so um, uh, positive, inspiring, and you know the feedback. By the way, the feedback after you left, I stayed. I was there for another day, I think, or two. Uh, feedback from what you were doing there was really, really good at the NASM Optima conference in uh, Phoenix. And um, there was a, a big buzz going on about what you're doing, how you're doing it, you know, the uh, how you're making people feel, and what you're making them realize is important, really. You know, they're, they're, I, what happens really is they're realizing how important movement is and how they can inspire other people into moving better, too. And so yeah. your whole message, the whole energy, the whole message you're putting out there is just, it's so awesome. I love it. You, you also have an educational platform, uh, which I know we talked about, you have 12, did you say, master instructors right now? Yeah, so we have... Um, so with Animal Flow, we, we have the Animal Flow 2.0 video, but then we also have the Animal Flow certification, both level one and level two. So if you're a fitness professional and you want to be, you want to become Animal Flow certified, and once you become an Animal Flow certified instructor, you can teach Animal Flow in either a group fitness format or in your one-on-one -on -one sessions or in your uh, rehab clinic or in your yoga practice, you can teach it however you'd want or integrate it into your current existing style or programming. Or if you are, let's say, just an animal flow enthusiast and you really love the videos but you want to come in and you want to get an intensive two days in figuring out how to improve your practice, you can also come in and take the workshop. Now, we always want to make it very clear that if you're not a fitness professional, if you're not a fitness professional, you can still come in and take the workshop, but you cannot then be certified to teach the animal flow uh, professionally. You can use it for your own practice. But anyway, the idea is that you can come and you can become an animal flow certified instructor. Now, we have certifications all over the world, and we have... Uh, 11, bringing on 12 master instructors, and we have those not only in the United States, but also in Australia and UK, in Spain, in, um, we're working on Asia, New Zealand, we have, 
Yeah, so so we're 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 slowly kind of covering the globe with our Animal Flow instructor courses. So if you go to animalflow.com and this is something that you want to get into, you want to become an Animal Flow coach, you can go to animalflow.com and check out our upcoming workshops. Go in, take one of our workshops with one of our master instructors or myself. And then you can start your journey as an Animal Flow Certified Instructor. So it's been really cool to watch that. We've had, you know, uh, I think we have close, you know, over over a thousand, maybe maybe closer towards upper uh, upper thousands, uh, uh, excuse me, close to two thousand instructors worldwide. We're in twenty different countries. Um, we're really watching this thing grow. And next year the expansion is going to be like I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Also we're in Canada. Sorry. Um, also um, next year we're going to be focused focusing very much on Asia, um, as well as probably making our way down to South Africa eventually. And we're doing some workshops in New Zealand at the end of this year. So we've got, we're starting to get a real global reach and we're really starting to grow the flow and spread the message. So it's been really exciting. We're about to take our master instructors uh, to Bali in a week where we're just going to do a master instructor retreat and spend five days eating, living, breathing, sleeping, animal flow, and just continuing to challenge each other both in our practice but also as presenters as well. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. That is so cool. In fact, Chris was telling me about that, Chris Lowe, because he'll be there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, he'll certainly be there. Um, and that, that was the cool thing when we started putting together our master instructor team is I didn't want the animal flow to be about me. It's, it's not about me. It's, it's bigger than me. It's, it's a gr- much broader and greater message. Um, I, and, and I, I always like to tell people, look, you know, I, I, this is something that I still consider myself very much a messenger of um, versus the creator of this thing. Uh, I'm still very much a student of it, and, and I continue to learn more about it every time I teach a workshop. And every time I get to take a workshop that's being taught by one of our master instructors. And so whenever we were choosing that team, we wanted to make sure that each one of those master instructors were their own rock star. They were their own superhero, and they had their own special set of talent not only in the way that they move, but also in the way that they communicate and they teach and lead a workshop. And we've really found that. We've found that in all the MIs that we have right now. And so it's so cool to watch them take the information that I had originally taught them and make it their own and really make it their own and communicate it to other people. So it's just been so cool to watch. And and I'm just such a fan of our entire team. And they continue to teach me things every single time I get to work with them. Man, isn't that great? So, I mean, it's it's really uh, what's happened in the past four or five years for you, the way this whole thing has grown and affected so many lives in a positive way. I'm just, this is fantastic, you know. So I, I can't wait to see what happens in the future, too. So, Mike, as we get towards wrapping up here, what takeaway message do you have for our viewers and our listeners? I encourage everyone to go and be bad at a lot of things. And all that means is I don't, I don't encourage you to actually try and be bad at things. I just encourage you to go and explore things that maybe you've always wanted to try or maybe that you used to really find a lot of joy in but you haven't revisited for a long time. Just go and, and explore all different styles of movement. And because 
our bodies love to learn. Our bodies love to learn and to be faced with new challenges. That's how our bodies designed. So as you know, if we do the same thing all the time, it's our body's number one goal to figure out how to become more efficient at that task. So I always encourage people to go and try things that are outside of their comfort zone that they get to be really awkward and uncoordinated at because just the process process of their body learning how to become more efficient at that task is so beneficial in so many ways and it will continue to keep us young and continue to keep us lubricated in our joints and the way that we experience our body and allow us to keep a child's mind and leave the ego behind. So that's what I encourage everyone to do. I love that. That's really, really great. And I... I can relate to being bad at a lot of things without trying to be bad at a lot of things because as I get older and I try new things, I find that uh, some things are, you know, a lot of things are a real challenge. But as I practice them more and get better, I feel better, I move better, and I love that. That's how I want to be. I always want to be improving and getting better. So it's a great, I, I love what you just said, it's fantastic. So this has been great, man. I awesome. enjoyed talking with you so much and really get to know more about, you know, the, how this all started, um, the educational platform you have, which is fantastic, just the direction you're headed with everything. Of course, we have Animal Flow 2.0, which um, I'm studying okay. and moving along with. And, again, I appreciate you taking this time today, Mike. It's, it's a real honor. Oh, well, thanks again so much for having me. And, you know, it's just, it's really great to meet anyone who's also just really enthusiastic about continuing to learn how to be a better mover and continuing how to learn how to experience their body even better. So it's my pleasure. And, you know, I'm glad that we can use this platform to hopefully encourage other people to get to know their bodies even better. Um, I just want to leave last thing is just if anyone wants to, again, find out more about Animal Flow, they can go to animalflow.com. Also, globalbodyweighttraining.com is the calisthenics or the bodyweight uh, website. And then lastly, if they're on social media, you know, uh, Facebook pages for both of those companies as well as my personal one. And then Mike GBT, Mike GBT, which stands for Global Bodyweight Training. So Mike GBT is my handle on Instagram. And that's, you know, Instagram is just something that I've really found a lot of pleasure in and really like that because it allows me to document kind of this entire journey and with all the travels and then just putting out those little 15-second clips of exercise ideas that people can integrate right away. So that's definitely any way that you can, you can kind of follow or watch or contact me. Those are your avenues. All right. Yeah, that's, that's great. So I'll have links to those on the screen throughout the video. And then for listeners, because the audio portion of this will go on to iTunes uh, soon, so we'll have both video and audio platforms, but um, animalflow.com and globalbodyweighttraining.com, correct? You got it. Awesome, awesome. Well, I love how things are exploding for you, too, how you're growing with the global. It's so exciting to see what you're doing, and I can't wait to see where where you're at in a year, two years, five years. It's fantastic. Thank you again. Well, 
Thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk again soon. Oh, we will, absolutely. And uh, for the viewers out there and trainers out there, um, be sure to check all this stuff out. It's just it's amazing stuff. And, I, you know, I, I, I'm a big advocate for what Mike is teaching here, for what he brings to, uh, to the world to help us to move better, feel better, and be healthier. Just I, I feel better when I'm doing this kind of stuff. It's awesome. So thank you, everyone, for watching. Have a great day.